Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, sold out. With me, your host, Freddy Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fink. So a couple of debuts today. Uh, nobody's meaner than Tamina in 20, uh, 2009 and Anna Jay in 2019. I know it, was, it, it wasn't a great list today. All right. And with our other co-host, the encyclopedia himself, Blackbeard. And gentlemen, in the spirit of the TKO group merging WWE and UFC, we are happy to announce the FAR group. All three representatives are on. We're sorry we don't have room for any reverends. The J just didn't fit anywhere. Sorry, Jay. Better luck next time, pal. You'll be future endeavored. Um, guys, work from home tomorrow. <laughs> okay. if we if we start hiring again he'll be first on the list we'll keep his resume on file i, I don't think we i don't think we need a minister <laughs> Jay, but jason please pray for us and pray for our decision yeah. all right so it's been an interesting couple days some interesting things to note um let's start with with the big one I saw this come through today. The turnstile numbers are in for AEW. I'm not sure if you guys saw the official number that came out. Uh, Also, the video that was posted and then unposted by Will Ospreay about his tattoo, that he got the tattoo with the actual number that was announced at the show, and then saying, I can't believe I got this tattoo and then a few hours later, that uh, that video was taken down. And uncharacteristic, Tony Khan has not tweeted anything out against this the story. Shocker. Very unlike him. But I think what he said was, I think the mistake they made is they announced like an attendance of eighty one thousand. Maybe that's how many tickets they distributed. But um, as you read, like my source that I went to was Formal One Mania. They actually indicated that um, the turnstile count for WrestleMania 32, the one that supposedly broke the record, was 80,709. So actually, I guess it beat all in. If you're going by butts and seats. So it's, there's like so many different ways you could look at that. this. It's like how many tickets sold. If that's higher, well, most of the time that's higher. A lot of companies and even major sports go with that you know uh you got the turnstile count here you know so there's so many different ways you could look at this what's the right answer or is a ticket sold is that the big optic you know what what's what's the bragging right i guess you i don't know what the right answer is here it's not like he inflated it by twenty thousand, though if he did inflate it you know uh, what I find more interesting is if it was tickets sold was 81,000 or whatever the number is. I'm sorry. Uh, Russell Ticks estimated the final count of tickets distributed was 83,131. Um, paid attendance was 81,035. So you're saying that oh, so 81,000. You're saying almost 9,000 people no-showed? That's a lot. Does that, well, 
I would think it would factor in standing room only because you know how a lot of these stadiums don't have physical chairs. They have the no, but this areas, so but this was turnstile, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, it's and I and I would think now they could get that number more accurately since you know a lot of places it's not necessarily turnstiles per se that might be what they're calling it, but a lot of times they're scanning the tickets, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just and I, I I know where Wembley is, and it's not exact. It's not it's not in central London, so it's not like that. It, it, you could get to it. So I, it just seems odd. There was no reports of any transportation issues like at WrestleMania 35, you know. Right. You know, there's no reports of any issue with people complaining that they couldn't get in or they couldn't get there. So 8,000 people no showed, but they sold 81,000. I just, I don't know about you guys, the kind of money these shows charge. I'm not paying that kind of money and no showing unless there's an emergency. Right. And I get that there, you know, obviously there was probably some emergencies, but almost nine, like 9,000 plus. It yeah, just seems really you odd. think it was probably tickets handed out and those people are like, yeah. It paid attendance though. They're saying no, paid that, attendance that was 81, thir- yeah, it was 81, 30,000, 35 paid final distributed was 83,131. I also wonder, I mean, maybe it was hard to get to. If you do the numbers, what they said, what did they say? It was like 10 mil they made on this thing. Mm-hmm. And you sold 81,000 tickets. So if you divide the 10 mil by 81,000, what's that? That's your average price, right? So what does that well, equate to? Because I think I, I did guess, it a few yeah, weeks I mean, ago. But aren't different prices for different seats? Right. I'm just trying to get an average because I'm oh, trying okay. to figure out. So let's say 10 million. Thank you, Windows calculator. And then we said they said they sold 81,000. And guys, my number is probably wrong. Feel free to comment against how stupid I am with this math. Okay. Average price around 123. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money to fork over and not show up. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess the other thing is, did they scale the ticket prices like WWE does? I don't think they did it as as extreme and i honestly think it's probably their ticket prices were more reasonable which helped explain the ticket sales they got you know because i didn't hear people complaining about the aew prices the way they did clash of the castle okay i'll stop hijacking this guys what do you think (laughs) what do you think i don't know i mean whatever they had a successful run over there so i leave it there i mean who care you know I don't know what I, why you need to brag like you're trying to beat somebody. Just you did a good job. You had a nice show. Leave it there. Move on. Who cares? I agree. I just think it's funny that it kind of blew up in his face the amount of bragging he was doing to mm. then come back and like, oh well, it actually <laughs> was a little bit less. <laughs> I think just the fact that he said nothing is is telling. Yeah. Like, he always has an answer for everything. Why not this yeah. time? The only thing he tweeted out today was about uh, the renewal of a contract for Fulham FC. So it's very unlike him. But, yeah, I think Rob said it best. Like, when I saw that, I was like, all right, big deal. They they still, they still did a great job. I think the biggest problem they need to figure out is why the ticket sales in North America are suffering big time. Yeah. What happened? 
Where yeah, and I honestly think the shows have been good lately. I mean, I think they've actually been trying to put some storylines together and stuff, so I can't figure out, you know, what's going on, why the ticket sales aren't where they, they should be. Are they not pushing the right people? I don't know. I think my theory, honestly, is that they, and I said it back in the beginning, and I didn't want to be right on it, and I'm, I'm probably not right on this, but I feel like they must have blown their load on the matches that people wanted to see right from the get-go. Because, I mean, didn't they just announce Adam Page versus Swerve? Who freaking cares, you know? Like, some of these matches, we got Kenny Omega versus Takeshita recently. Did anyone really want to see that? I don't and then know. all the money you did spend for guys, you don't use them. Well, like, look at... Uh... Takeshita's next next guy who is, is going to be um, Kenny Omega's tag team partner, right, in Japan. And you're like, but he doesn't even wrestle here. <laughs> I'm well, like, he, he was on All In. Was but, I mean, he's not a full-time AEW wrestler. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I had to admit when they were talking about the next masterpiece, I thought it was going to be a bigger deal than that. Like, what... Like, and I'm not trying to say they should have done it like WWE because AEW does try to do things differently, and that's fine. But wouldn't you build up to Takeshita and Omega instead? It's like, hey, I beat Omega, one of the greatest of all time. Now I'm going to take a step down and face Ibushi. Like, wouldn't Ibushi be the stepping stone to Omega, not the other way around? Yeah, it should have been that way. I mean, I I credit AEW for getting Mexico and Japan involved. The problem is. How much? You know, I don't. I don't know how much American fans care. You know, I mean, All In did well because it was in England. I wonder if they would have held it here. What kind of numbers they would have got? Because I mean, I like that kind of stuff, but I think I'm in the minority. I mean, I don't. I I think I can safely say you guys don't care too much about the Japanese style of wrestling or Japanese wrestling in general, right? I the matches I've seen have been really good. Don't get me wrong, you know, like the Okada Omega series years ago. I think my my issue, and it's not an issue with New Japan or the Japanese styles of wrestling. It's just there's so much content already. You know, I'm picking and choosing here, and the stuff more easily accessible are your WWEs, are your AEWs. You know, I mean. Ring of Honor is not that easy to get, so I you got to subscribe really to get that unless you really want to go the touring round, I guess. So that's not easily accessible. I mean, Frig Impact has become harder to get, you know. And there's some there's some names there that I wouldn't mind watching every once in a while, but I just oh wait between AEW and WWE, if if you religiously watch it, and I'm fully gonna own that I don't. You got Raw on Monday, NXT on Tuesday, Dynamite on Wednesday. SmackDown and Rampage on Friday, Collision now on Saturday. It's like, you know, yeah. I don't know about you guys. There's other shows I want to watch, and I can't <laughs> get to them because I don't get. I'm I can watch I all that. safely admit I don't get to all the shows. Yeah, R Rampage and Collision a bit. I don't. I rarely watch Rampage unless I see a match on there that looks interesting. And Collision becomes a. I fast forwards and I'm like, oh, I like this guy. I'm going to play this. And I think Tony Khan's like a kid in a candy store. And he's got all the money in the world, and he can have any wrestler he wants. So he just goes and gets them and doesn't think about where he's going to actually use them. 
right? So it's great to have Okada. All right, but Okada is only going to show up for pay-per-views, right? He's not wrestling here on a regular basis. So why should I care about him? You know? Yeah. So, and, and like, like you, you said, we've got a roster full of people we're not using. And like you've mentioned before, with WWE, with AEW, they don't do a good job at letting you know who this person is, introducing them to you, giving you a background. So there's no connection with the audience. So it's like, oh, well, you know what? Oh, here's this guy. I mean, think of it this way, though, too. When when Chris Jericho goes to Japan, it's a big deal, right? They like him. They know who he is. When Okada comes here, people go, oh, it's a Japanese guy. Yeah. And if you tell me, the you know, three-time champion, we're like, and for right or wrong, we're like, oh, well, but he didn't, he hasn't won anything here. Right. What is you know it, what I mean? They're not, they're not presented at the same level. Well, they're not presented at the same level. So it's like, oh, he won in Japan, yeah, but he hasn't wrestled here yet. You know what I mean? What so it, I, I don't, I don't think they're Hakushi back in the day with all the Japanese lettering all the way down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think um, we as Americans don't think, you know, we we don't hold them in the same re 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 same regard. As when we is when our American wrestlers go over to Japan, like when Danielson goes to Japan, they go insane, right? But when you bring Danielson's opponent over here, we go, oh, okay, you know, I don't know who this guy is, and you know, this strong like Eddie Kingston's got this strong title. Anybody know what that means? What strong style is? I bet very few people know what that means. You know, but he's wandering around with a belt, and you're like, mm, okay, you know. But Eddie Kingston in Japan is a pretty big deal. So yeah. it's it's not the same. And the same thing I think I think in Mexico it's even worse. I think we think every Mexican's a luchador. They're all flying around the ring and stuff. And you know, let's face it, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Right? They're all doing planches and jumps and this and that and the other thing. And you're kind of like, you know. Cool. Like I like Rake Figanus and Penta. I don't need any other ones. <laughs> you know, and they all get smaller. It seems like everyone they bring over is smaller that that uh, what's his name? Viking guy is like, what is he? 150 pounds. I'm like, geez. All right. He looks yeah. Ray Mysterio. Look like Andre the giant. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So I, 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 and you know, forgive me. I love Mexican wrestling. I love Japanese style. I love all that stuff, but I, I see and read the comments and people are like, you know, they don't really care that much. There's like a small group of people that care. And I think Tony Khan's one of those people, but he's not catering to his audience. That's true. So, so you mentioned, uh, Vikingo, right? Yeah. I think that's his name. Vikingo. Yeah. So, Vikingo, and I think this is yeah. going to end up being our big topic. Am I seeing him as number five on the PWI 500 or is, am I get am I getting confused with someone else? No, that's him. No, that's him. Number he's five? The, he's the triple A mega champion, I think. Yeah. I just see him. This is gonna sound terrible. I see a Mexican jumping beam when he's in that ma matches. Jesus Christ. There goes the Mexican <laughs> audience. For fuck's sake. At least he didn't say speedy Gonzalez. Jesus Christ, I apologize to all our Hispanic listening. We need Jason back. <laughs> we, our, our moral compass has gone like this. 
Hey, at least I didn't go the Jesse Ventura route and say like the flying burrito. Oh shit, I just did that now. Damn it. Or Chico. Didn't he call <laughs> Tito Santana Chico? Chico. <laughs> All right. So, All right, so... you want to go through the top 20? Sure. Yeah. All right. You want me to do it? I was going to say, somebody has to do it. I'll do it. All right. So number one this year is Seth Rollins. I'll just run through the list of 20, and then we can dissect where we feel, right? Is that good? All right. So we have a shield reunion of sorts, because Seth Rollins is number one, Roman Reigns is number two, and John Moxley is number three. Number four, Gunther. Number five, Vikingo, number six, MJF, number seven, Okada, number eight, Orange Cassidy, number nine, Josh Alexander, who wrestles for Impact, currently injured, uh, Cody Rhodes, number 10, Sonda, number 11, number 12, Claudio Castagnoli, number 13, Carmelo Hayes, number 14, Samoa Joe, Number 15, Masha Slamovich. That sounds like a really like a Polish porn name, but uh, we'll come back to that in a minute. Russian. Um, number 16, Brian Danielson. Number 17, Will Offspray. Number 18, Alexander Hammerst- Hammerstone. 19, Bobby Lashley. And 20, Trey Miguel. So there's your top 20. Anybody want to comment on what they're seeing here so far? Um. I'm going to start at the bottom of that top 20. Bobby Lashley? Has he even wrestled that much? I got a problem with this list in in several places. I think you should go for it because you probably got more to say than we do right now. Um, Roman Reigns should be nowhere near the top 10. The man wrestles like three times a year. So to me, he wouldn't even be in my top 10. He hasn't earned it. Same thing with, like you said, with, with Lashley. He doesn't wrestle enough. Yeah, I just feel like Roman does make an impact, though. He is a draw. He's a draw. So put him in. A, put him at number twenty. I don't think he should be number two. Um, I don't do not know who Masha Slamovich is. I've never heard of her, and I read magazines and all that. Um, so I don't know what she's done to earn number fifteen. Um, Danielson and Offspray need to me need to be in the top ten somewhere. I don't understand how they're not. Um, and I don't, I'm, I'm think I know who Trey Miguel is, but I'm not, is he, I think he's an impact wrestler, but better than Kevin Owens, better than Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, Drew McIntyre, Adam page. I'm not sure. So this list is a little sus in my opinion, a little suspect. Well, I saw earlier on X or Twitter, whatever you prefer. Um, Cody Rhodes' sister, Teal, is claiming that somebody's got a problem with their family over at PWI. Which I was like, that that seems a little harsh. <laughs> like, where did what, that, that Cody's from? That Cody's at number 10? Yeah, that he should have been higher. No, I think 10 is about where he belongs. I mean, he was injured for a while. I, I Right. Yeah, he missed I, the first half of the year. I, I could see him being higher. I could see him being where he is. I could see him being a little bit lower. I mean, I don't... I don't think that's all. I what I will say, and I think they got this right, and I'm glad that they did this for the guy. Orange Cassidy had been killing it, and I don't I don't know what the time period is. I think the cutoff's usually June to June, if I Something remember like correctly. That. 
But Orange Cassidy's really killed it the last year, you know? I almost think putting the belt on Moxley was kind of a thank you to Orange Cassidy here, take a break, because you've been freaking taking a beating. Like, he was either main eventing or opening, like, every episode of Dynamite, it seemed, for a while there. So, good for him. Um, Seth Rollins, I'm... I don't have any argument against there being number one. I just remember there being a few losses here and there that I'm not sure, but you know, so be it. Moxley, Moxley now international champion. I almost wish AEW would introduce, and I know I hate the introduction of more titles, but <laughs> just they need a hardcore belt because the guy, it doesn't matter what belt he has, he wrestles a hardcore style anyway, and it kind of cheapens each title he wins. You know what I mean? Did you hear what Arch Cassidy said? He's like, something's wrong with me. I couldn't get. John Moxley to bleed during our match. <laughs> That's, That's funny. Um, yeah, Carmelo Hayes, number 13. I, I, I'm good with that. I, I could have seen him maybe a little bit higher, but, you know, I don't – I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen much of Sonata. I haven't seen any. Okada is just a generational talent, so no arguments there. Vikingo, I – whatever. Um and I haven't seen much of Josh Alexander, so I can't really comment on the people I haven't seen. Gunther at number four, I'm happy to see that because you know he's been kill he's been killing it for he's sin- been doing really since. Well. Yeah. yeah, I don't have that many problems. I can't. I've heard of Masha Slamovich or Slamovich, whatever they, however they pronounce it. Um, I feel like Danielson because of injury and what have you, he kind of was on and off the last year, so I don't. I, I disagree with Rob. I don't think he necessarily is a top 10, but I'm fine with that. I think I think lastly, he's the one that bothers me. And the rest, I just haven't seen enough to really comment on. Do you think... I don't see him on the list. Jay Uso. Can you make a point for him in top 20? I don't think so. He, no. he spent most of the year as a tag team. No. I don't see CM Punk on this list. Well, he was injured for most of that time. There's a few, actually, I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't see Jey Uso at all on here. Neither one of them. That's interesting. Well, I think they're considered tag team wrestlers. So Right, but this is top 500, period, wrestlers. Mm. I mean, because we got women in here. I, I that, seem, that seems to me like an oversight, personally. A big oversight. Especially like when Edge made the list. How often did Edge wrestle in the last year? You know. Yeah, just like what fifty. Cabana's on this list. Uh, Wardlow's on the list. Cheeseburger. You don't have the 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 longest reigning tag team champions. Either one of them on this list. Hey man, don't don't you pick on Cheeseburger. Lilo fucking Rush. Like, are you kidding me? Matt Riddle one fifty one sixty four. This is an interesting list because there's names on here that are way down that are on main rosters of WWE and AEW. I would have expected to be higher up. Actually, I'm curious. Where did Priest end up? Johnny Gargano, 227. Priest is in like the... 71. Champa is 242. They were both injured for a period of time. I'm not totally surprised. I don't know. This... I wonder if they had a new group deciding this top 500 this year. Hey, they got a guy on 287 called Corn Dog. I wonder if he's going to team up with Cheeseburger. Jesus Christ. We got to find that hot dog guy that we saw that one time. Where's French fries? Why don't they have French? Kofi Kingston, 294. All right. Kofi getting ranked lower than Lance Archer, who like never wrestles. 
Ichiban. Wasn't that the name of the the lip gloss from Friends? That Joey did that commercial in Japan. I don't know if you guys are Friends heads, but I just remember them screaming Ichiban on one version of Shinsuke Nakamura's theme way back in the day. Ichiban means number one. Uh, well, not on this list. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, 393. Well, I haven't seen much of him either. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just recognizing um, some names towards the bottom of the list. Dirty Dango at 406. <laughs> QT Marshall, 415. 338. Sunny Kiss, 431. Again, hasn't seen much of Sunny. Carrion Cross at 440. That surprises me because he was wrestling a lot. But, yeah. I mean, not that his matches are anything to go home about, but. Dijak is at 457. I'm okay with that. He sucks. He's not what he used to be. <laughs> Wait, did you see there's a guy. Uh... Oh, where was the name? I just AJ saw it. Styles is at 99. Hook is at 103. You know what? Hook Hook's still up and coming. I don't see a problem with that. There, uh, there was a name that just threw me in. I was a little surprised. Not that it, I'm trying to find it now. I'm just glad stupid ass Tommy Dream is not on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't is he not? I don't think Why I would he be? He wrestles from time to time. And he's he's my personal favorite, so. <laughs> I still think it's funny that Andre Chase ended up as low as he did. Uh, yeah, Andre Chase is number 500. There's a, there's a lot of, Duke Hudson's not even on here. I mean, not that he's, let's see, Gacy. Gacy's at 200. Oh, let's see where Braun Breaker ended up. 37. 37. Get the fuck out of here. In front of Solo Sokoa. That that's bullshit. Okay, that one I have a problem with. He should be lower. Okay. Danhausen. Danhausen. Danhausen doesn't like this. Mm-hmm. Danhausen. Listhausen. Yeah. Well, he's been injured most of the year, though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Who else can we complain about? <laughs> Un, how about unsocial Jordan? Stupid <laughs> name is that? At four twenty one, is this like is that like out of the name generator? Like you press the button and it gives you two words, <laughs> right? Like wrestling name generator that used to be on like Facebook and shit. <laughs> it's actually interesting. Some of the women's names we have seen, like we mentioned, Casey Kirk. We saw. Uh, Master Slamovich, I saw Rebel Kell on here. I see, I see a few women listed on here. Meanwhile, none of the top WWE women made this list. Yeah, I don't see Dana Brooke anywhere, but I know it oh, just, this list is women have to that have wrestled men. Oh, I read okay. that because um, people okay. were wondering that that woman I was talking about it. That's number fifteen. She's the highest rated woman ever. Yeah, in the history of this list, and they said it has to be you have to have wrestled men. That's why okay. you don't see Rhea Ripley on here. That makes sense because people were going crazy. They're like Rhea Ripley should be on here, and yeah, and they're like she hasn't wrestled any men, so the, she doesn't qualify. This should be top. So is this top five hundred wrestlers? Or yeah, top five hundred men. Top five hundred wrestlers. It's not see, men division. Well, then I don't. I, then 
I don't think they should limit it to, oh, you had to have face a man to make a list. It's actually kind of pretty sexist if you think about it. Well, I mean, that's the way they're doing it. So, <laughs> so did we do that? You're going to some of these names are too hard. Do so we, that... we dare say this might be the most controversial list they've put out? Well, I think the Dean Malenko number one was the most controversial list they ever put out, but yeah. this is right up there. Pocket number 90. I didn't even remember him wrestling much in the last year. Oh, yeah, Pac. I forgot he was still around. Uh, well, he came back for a little while, and then he was gone again. Yeah. Well, and Dominic that was... Mysterio at 94. You know what? I, I don't... Good for him, actually. He's he's really improved Carlito over the last year. at 285. Hey, got to do a lot of wrestling there in Puerto Rico. Rey Mysterio mm -hmm. at 53. <laughs> LA Knight 130. Well, oh, I'm yeah. all right. I'm going to see. Bray, Bray Wyatt did not make the list late. Bray Wyatt. And he, well, I guess he only wrestled one match. Never mind. Although Lawrence Taylor made the list all those years ago with just one match, remember? Okay. I think we spent enough time on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've pointed out all the weird stuff and Oh, we we could we could do this for hours. But we want to keep the people engaged, right? Let's do it. Joey Janela at 138. Yeah, oh, fuck him. <laughs> Starboy Charlie. I feel like these names are made up. Like, you're not a real person. <laughs> you're not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about 166? B3CCA. That's just a keyboard slip. Right. How is that you your name? Sleep with your, your fingers on the keyboard. <laughs> uh... Wait, just above him is Nathan Frazier from. NXT. I don't think he should be that high. So if you Google B3 CCA, it's actually a, one, a female independent wrestler. Even worse. Yeah. Even Carlos worse. Wasn't that a baseball player? Wasn't he a pitcher for the White Sox? Who? Who is it? Carlos Zamora. I don't know. Number 201 is Mad. No, that's that's an M A O, dude. That's an O. <laughs> you like gotta get your prescription checked. Dude. No, that looks like a D. And my and my it's line was funnier. I'm so co copy and paste it. It comes out as M A O. I'll believe you. It looks like a D. Not much better. Mo or Mo Mao or wow. Mad. Wow. All right, enough of this. I tried to end it about three minutes ago. Well, you didn't try hard enough. All right. <laughs> you know you got to try extra hard with us. Yeah. Well, and but you, but you know you know who is not going to be trying harder for much longer is uh, Brian Danielson. So for those of you that didn't watch last week's collision, he announced that he had made a promise to his daughter Birdie that when she turned seven, he wasn't going to be wrestling as much. Anymore. Give her a, a better name. <laughs> Well, and the son's name is Buddy, so it's four B's in that family, isn't it? Bree, Brian, Birdie, and, Buddy and Birdie. Buddy. The four B's. They put the killer as much bees. Name, they put as much effort into those names 
as some of the wrestlers on the 500 list. <laughs> I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say he, we're trying to get away from. I thought you said we're gonna say she. They put in much effort with those names as Brie did in her wrestling career. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so Danielson retiring. <laughs> I hate to see him go, but you know I, I feel like he's got a promising career with the creative side. So I, I look forward to I, seeing more of that. Yeah, but if he's not wrestling, it's to take him off. He's hanging. If he's not going to go full time, it's to stay at home more. I don't see him being able to be creative for AEW. Especially when everything's done, usually the day of, I guess. What's he gonna They're do? They're gonna for want money? him on the road, huh? What's he gonna do for money? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they don't need him. Maybe they're rolling in the dough from the Bonita wine and whatever else Bree's selling with Nikki. I don't know. I'm just saying, if he promised his daughter, I'm not gonna wrestle anymore, it's because he's always on the road. I don't see him working creative then either. Well, then you could what that. fly in for the show and fly right back out the next day. But he's doing that now. He's doing know. that now. I don't know what his career aspiration is, but I know one of his dream matches is with Zack Saber Jr. at the next pay per view, right? A Wrestle Dream. And then I think he, I'm trying to remember. Didn't he announce somebody else he wanted to fight? I can't remember who it is now. He had two people. He named Zack Saber, and then there was somebody else, and I can't think of it right now. It was Ricky Stocks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you just like saying Ricky Stocks. Stocks. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go check the the collision report. See if they got it listed there. For, um, Man, I'm the trying. Yeah, I can't. I'm I don't know if he report, said, free plug. I don't know if he said it on Collision or it was something I read, but I know there were two people he named. I knew Zack Saber was always a match they talked about, but the second one I can't think of. I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. So, I mean, because he's already wrestled Okada. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to think about who's left. Freddie, can you think about anybody who you'd like to see him face? He already got in with Omega, right? Did he? I don't think so. No, could it be Omega then? That'd be a good one. If uh, he hasn't wrestled him, he should. Right. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look like it's happened yet. Wait, what is the what was the rating for Omega? Oh, maybe they did have it. I don't remember it. Uh, let's see. Hmm, let's see. I don't remember if they did. I would have thought they would have already, but maybe they didn't. No, maybe the, no. It looks like they did. I just don't. If it happened, it happened on YouTube, right? I'm just there. Um, okay, let's... D- it looks like they did wrestle. Oh. AEW oh, championship match. Oh. Okay. What was it on Dynamite? Twenty twenty one. Hmm. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, September twenty second. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dynamite Grand Slam. It was the first. It was the first time they went to Arthur Ashe. Okay. We keeping you awake over there, Freddie? No, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. 
<laughs> okay, dream opponents. Let's let's focus, folks. I'm trying to think who's left. Has he faced? No, he faced Okada. Um, would Moxley be a dream opponent? Him and Phoenix. Well, they did Moxley. They did Moxley, Moxley when he came in. Yeah, because that's remember William Regal came in at the end of the match. Right. That was right, that, right, um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they call it? Rebellion. Um, I mean, I don't want to limit it to just AEW wrestlers either. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think overall. I can't, yeah. but I mean, he's wrestled just about everybody. I mean, has, you know what? Has he wrestled Sami Zayn? Well, he's not going to wrestle Sami Zayn now. Well, you said anybody. What about Sammy Guevara? Dustin Tech. Oh, no, they did wrestle. No, thanks. <laughs> I think Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Oi, Billy. That'd be a great match. I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that he's getting to pick his opponents and, and call his shots. Yeah. I'm curious to see if he can if he holds true to that he's going to quit by the end of the year. Because we're running out of time. I mean, you're, you're almost looking at Zack Sabre. Well, could be his last match. Well, no, no, no. They He said her seventh birthday. So, And she's seven now, though, isn't she? No, no, no. She's six. When's her birthday? Do we know? I'm checking it. I was, I'm was. i not going to go through the effort of going through every one of Bree's Instagram posts to see when they last posted. So let me see. If... <laughs> ah, bingo. May 9th, 2017. So he's got till May of next he's year. He's got till May. So maybe he gets to her se just past her seventh, and it's uh, double or nothing will be his last match as a full timer. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wonder at that point will he become like a special event kind of guy? Like he comes out and wrestles every once in a while, or is he done full time? Like is he done done not wrestling anymore? I I think a. I could see him maybe being a special attraction. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That would be my guess. But, yeah, who's left? Um, I feel like it's people in other companies that would be left. Uh, uh, crap. I, th I thought this was going to be easier to come up with a list, but yeah, he's faced people already. Everybody um, we've come up with, we've come, we found a match he's had. I mean, yeah. he's what he's fought. He never has. Has he fought Cody? As Stardust. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. And I mean, Punk might have been interesting, but Punk's gone. Yeah. Samoa Joe. He's fought Samoa Joe in the past a lot of times. But, but that was how long ago? I mean, oh, you brought up Punk. He faced Punk. He faced Punk in WWE on pay per views for a while. Yeah, I mean, it could be Joe. I that's always be a good match. They always put on good matches together. Did he ever face Seth Rollins? Somebody threw out next year before he announced his retirement. They put out it was going to be Nigel McGuinness. Uh, because I said to you guys, McGuinness has been taking shots at him during his commentary. So I, to me, I felt like they were maybe trying to set up an angle if McGuinness can actually get back in the ring. Because there's a long history there. Uh, let's but see. That's a an iffy at best. It looks like if they did, yeah. All right, Brian did face Rollins. But most of the time, it looked like it was on house shows, though. I don't see it on pay per views. Oh, and then Ring of Honor, Tyler Black. All right. Yeah, Tyler Black. Yep. 
Did he ever face Edge one on one? I mean, I know there was that triple threat at WrestleMania. I don't, Maybe know. I don't not think one so. On one. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm like, I'm like, re I'm grasping for straws here. Uh, I thought I really thought this was gonna be easier to come up with. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm on cage match right now. Matches. Uh, I mean, right, what so about who, someone who, like Wardlow or Powerhouse Hobbs? Someone who could use the rub of beating someone like Brian Danielson. Well, I'm thinking three dream matches. That is not on my list. But that's fine. Well, I'm just it, saying that he's the kind of guy that would put people over on his way yeah. out the door. I'm not saying yeah. it'd be his last match, but I could see him doing something like that. I don't know. I'm running out of opponents for him. Well, I, I'm on cage match, so if there's names you want me to throw in here and see if he faced them, I'm more than willing. Has he ever faced Claudio? Uh, maybe in tag team match. Yeah, I was gonna say I know maybe in Ring of Honor again. Uh, let's see. No, they were together there. They had the ROH World Title Four Way at Full Gear, so that wasn't one on one. Four corner. Oh, uh, two thousand and nine, the WXW World Heavyweight Title. They went forty minutes in Germany. Hmm. So that's probably not a match too many people. So oh, no disqualification to Ring of Honor. Okay. But it's Still, been, but it's been it, many yeah, years. That's what I'm saying. A lot of the, we could do rematches here. Um, mm -hmm. Like Samoa Joe, I think, would be. Has he ever fought Will Offspring? Uh, I, th I thought he did. Yeah, I'm I think checking. right before he got hurt. No, it's not no. here. Okay, Offspring's one. Well, then Offspring hey, we found one. Then. Yay. There's your guy then. And what about uh, Takeda? Takeda. What's his name? Don Callis' this guy. That's just no, he did he faced him. But I, that, oh, I put take shit <laughs> You put yes. take shit in. He beat him by referee's decision on dynamite uh on January eleventh in LA. Okay. All right, I'm out of I'm out of opponents. Yeah, but you found one. Osprey. Hey, I got one. He could face Bree. <laughs> he faces off. Never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Right. Did he ever face Edge? Did he ever face on? Well, Undertaker's past his prime, so that's definitely on. All right. Well, speaking of possible dream matches, uh, there's another name we could talk about. Dream matches, and this person's very young in her career. Uh, there's heavy rumor that Jade Cargill might be done with AEW and could potentially end up in the WWE. So Jade Cargill um, has come a long way since her debut years ago. Any dream matches there you could see if she goes to WWE? What are you guys thinking? Well, I mean, the one thing I will say is I think it's definitely happening because I think I saw on Rampage she loses to Statlander again. Yeah. And when the match is over, they shake hands. I would say spoiler alert before you said that, but Freddie probably won't post this until Rampage is over anyway. So, yeah. oh. <laughs> not till Monday. So what's the, the difference? Wow. There you go. So, um, I don't know your obvious matches. You know, uh, with Becky and Charlotte, and you know, I mean, it's a, it's a fresh opponent. Who do you want to see her face, though? Um, I think Bianca, uh, and I'm not a Bianca fan, but I think those two would probably it would be interesting to see those two powers 
style that they both have. I think her I think and Rhea would be, good would be good. Yeah, Rhea. That's a good one. Maybe maybe Raquel. You know, I, the, my problem with Raquel is her matches with Rhea Ripley have not been great. They were so better I'll, in NXT. Yeah, so I'm wondering if what's happened to her or what or you know like their chemistry is not there. I don't know what had they had great matches in NXT. They're not having great matches on the main roster. So I'm wondering think, if Raquel needs a little more seasoning or I don't I don't know what's going on there. It could be that. I personally think the problem with Raquel right now, I guess we're going to go into Raquel analysis. I think they brought her up and they told her, "Oh, just smile." When she was used yeah. to being like the badass, the tough in NXT, and she's still doing that and I think she needs to toughen up. I think I think she's lost her confidence because of it. I think she she was still green in some respects, but she could do pull it off as tough. And now that she's supposed to be the hey, look at me, hi everybody, now I'm gonna kick your ass. It, it's not it's not working. I, I think there I, could be some tweaking there, and that'll get her confidence back. I think they were gonna hide her in tag teams for a while, and her tag team partners keep getting hurt. So, <laughs> so they made Chelsea Green her single. You know what I mean? And and she's she was maybe gonna spend six months in tag teams getting her, you know, her sea legs under, so to speak. And once her tag team partner got hurt, she had to go back into singles and maybe she wasn't ready for that kind of exposure. So, I mean, her, I think you're right. Her ring work isn't bad. Her character is kind of crappy. She doesn't have a really good character. You know, like you said, she, she looks uncomfortable being like smiley. I think she was happier as a heel. And I can't believe no one put the return of Nia Jax on, on our sheet this week. I think we've spent enough time on it. <laughs> She's not like those girls. When she came out, you heard the collective groan in the crowd like, oh, man, this is a Vince show, isn't it? <laughs> I don't, I don't think he was really, I don't think he, I think he could take her lever to be honest. Wasn't she gone before with under Vince? She's been gone for a few years. I think that was under Vince's regime that yeah, that happened. It was in that set of cuts. Yeah. So I, I don't think that was necessarily a Vince signing. Maybe, so why'd they bring her back? Maybe Triple H saw something in her that Vince didn't. <laughs> what? Well, I don't know. Triple H, Triple H has surprised me with some of the people that he brings back, but he's usually right. I mean, not re I would argue that he's usually not right. He's had several missteps. Okay. Um, Hit Row, Dexter Loomis, Hit all not not thriving under the Triple H uh, umbrella. Well, Hit Row was brought in knowing full well they weren't going to be a top act. Um, I, as much as I don't like Swerve, Swerve made that team. You know, Swerve, Swerve was the mouthpiece that they don't have now. Um, yeah, I they, they can't all be winners. Um, Dexter Loomis, yeah, that was good. When he was down in NXT, I thought this is an interesting character. It could only go so far. Yeah, it didn't translate well to the main roster. And they brought back, what's Bronson Reed? Nothing. Johnny Gargano, nothing. Like, there's to me, Triple H has not done a good job bringing people back. Gargano specifically said in an interview that when he was brought back, he was told, You're not going to be a top guy right now. That's not your role. So I think he was transparent with all of them because you don't, you don't hear any of them complaining either. No. 
I don't, th- I don't, th- the one, the one who probably has a legitimate complaint, I could see Bronson Reed because he was so over in New Japan, but he really wanted to work for the E for whatever reason. It's the big leagues. If you get a contract with the USFL and the NFL, where are you going? Right, right. All right, speaking Although, of... I was going to say, there's, there's a lot of people that would opt over AEW, though, than WWE right now. Actually, even Jericho hasn't been saying much. I actually wonder if most of these guys know a, or feel AEW is not that great, but it's the money. Maybe they're getting more money than they would have for from the E or somebody else, someplace else, and that's why they're like, "Yeah, I'll just go to AEW. It's fine." You know, maybe Tony Khan's paying overpaying them. You don't hear people complaining about the money in AEW. That's for sure. That's true. Money talking. So we had Becky Lynch go down to NXT and win the NXT Women's Championship. Do you guys think that is helpful? Not helpful? Does that stunt Tiffany Stratton's career progression right now? Or is it what she needed to have an actual feud with someone with a name and be able to learn in the ring? I'm going to say that this was actually a win for them. I didn't like that they took the belt off Stratton so quickly because I don't think she's had it any longer than two or three months at this point. So that part I wasn't thrilled about. But she's come a long way already. Maybe this is also to maybe they're going to move her up to the main roster already. Who knows? I mean, um, you know, Ludwig Heiser in Imperium, that's her boyfriend. And I mean, so she's obviously working with or with somebody that I think has probably helped elevate her in a lot of ways. Um, and it, NXT's ratings were like the highest it's been in like three or four years, they said. Like going back to when they were going up against Dynamite or right before the a, the NXT Dynamite mini war happened. It's like their highest rated since then. So it, it worked. I mean, sure. higher rating than when her Becky's husband Seth was on just recently, you know? So it popped the rating. So good for them. Um, the man pushes I think, the needle. Yeah, I'm just curious what the end game is. Who takes that belt off, Becky? Because I tell you, with the exception of Stratton, there's not great options down there in NXT that I could see. Like Stratton is champ. I could see challengers lining up. Becky is champ. I feel like she'd, she'd be running through all of them. I just can't think of anybody off the top of my head. And I'm going to go check the NXT roster while Rob gives his thoughts to see if I feel differently once I really look at it again. What's a, what about Perez? You don't think she was? I mean, at one point she was the champion. You don't think she would be uh... to beat Becky? No, no. Well, yeah, let me give you my thoughts. I think sure. this was her audition, Tr- Tiffany Stratton's audition to go to the main roster. I watched this match based on all the all the uh, write ups I read on it, and it was a really good match, and she held her own. So I think she takes the title off Becky and holds it for a little while. Becky goes back to the main roster and eventually she loses it to whoever the next challenger is and comes to the main roster. I think this was her audition and she passed because she held her own with a former several time world champion. And um, 
I think that's going to be the next move. I think she she'll she'll get the belt back and then she'll lose it again and come right to the main roster. Okay. Well, um. You think by Rumble or at the Rumble? Maybe the uh, next NXT pay per view. Who knows? Well, that's no mercy in a few weeks, and that was the other thing I thought it might be to get the rematch and to sell some tickets because I think the tickets are selling decently well. Not much worse than when it's the main roster. Um. I actually. Yeah, see, Roxanne Perez, I just feel like they think she, they think she's gold, but she's not quite there yet. And the whole little oh, look at me, uh, look at how look at how hard I fought, look at how well I'm doing. I'm just I'm so over it. I just don't think it's gonna get over. Um, I like La- Lyra Valkyria, but I think that her in ring work needs needs to a lot get of to work. another level, huh? It needs a lot of work. Yeah, she, that she's getting against Dana Brooke this week was not good. And there's been a few match. I think the character. Valkyrie, I, I look. I love the. I love the woman. I think she's doing a good job. But yeah, her ring ring work needs uh, needs some improving. Um, could you see Cora Jade maybe being the one to knock off Becky? I could see that because Cora's never won that belt, and for her to be a, beating a name like Becky, that helps give Cora a rub. I mean, you know, I mean, Strat- yeah, Stratton did a good job. I I could see her winning it back, but I. I think you you move Stratton up to the main roster potentially and you bring Corey Jade back and put it on her instead. Could, could be. I mean, I, I, I watched crazy. NXT this week and I was like, some of these matches are like Wesley's still good and, and Dragunov's still good. And then some of them were, I thought were really bad, but I didn't, like you said, I didn't really see any other women like Stratton to me shows like she belongs in the main roster. She's ready. She's got the character. She's got the moves. She's ready. So she could go. It's just who will take her place. So she may have to stay a little longer and hold that place until they figure out who the next challenger is. So Freddie, that... you didn't Freddie, you didn't give us your thoughts. Oh, my thoughts? I think it's I, I Freddie think wants him to like bring Rob Moolah said... back. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it was her, her audition. I think she's ready for the roster, the main roster. I've heard comparisons to her being possibly the new Trish. Um, looks wise, I'm guessing, in ring as well, similarities. Um, but yeah, Becky coming down helps elevate the brand, like they've been doing with everybody else Dom, you know, Rollins. Rhea, like everybody that's kind of been down and back up. So I, I think it just helps NXT overall in general. So I think it's I think it's good. Hey, do you guys think Jade Cargill goes to NXT or she goes to right to the main roster? No, she goes right to the main roster. See, I read I read NXT. Um, I mean NXT might allow them to polish her up a little bit, but if I'm her, I'm refu- I'm saying my contract is for the main roster, or I'm gonna stay in AW, you know. And Raw or SmackDown? Um, because SmackDown could really use her. SmackDown could probably use her. I, I kind of think Raw though, I, just because it's a three-hour show, and I feel like if she's not working as well as they hope in the beginning, they could kind of hide her a little bit better on mm-hmm. Raw because it's such a long show. Where I feel like at SmackDown, she's more exposed. That's true. Okay. All right. Just so curious. 
with that being said, is that our show tonight, fellas? Anybody got anything else they want to bring up? Oh, I thought you wanted to do an edge watch along. No, I'm kidding. I'm good. <laughs> All right, so with that being said, the Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, the Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.